Well, our moms think we're funny. Hi, I'm a Comey. You know, if you're going to just fake the, then I mean, I just rather you not even like put the effort like, I'm a Comey. Like, hey girls, I'm a Comey. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> I can't do that without my fedora. So. Oh, yeah. You need to ask out there too? <laughs> hey everybody, it's Stroke 82. Yeah, welcome to Our Moms Think We're Funny. Yeah, so we're doing something a little experimental here for experimental for us, which we're doing a, uh, well, I guess it's always a live like recording but we're doing a uh recorded video recorded yeah podcast episode on camera i don't really know why we're doing this or why you decided this was a good idea it just seemed like it might be fun yeah, yeah. Uh, we could do like a video special for youtube because i think we get more listeners on youtube than we do uh anchor really probably or maybe I don't itunes know. I, don't I, don't, know. I don't check our metrics yeah well we should i mean but yeah, I mean, anyway, so we just thought, hey, what, what the heck? That's yeah. what we're going to be doing all the time because it's, um, you know, we get we, we, we kind of roll. Pain in the ass. Yeah. It's a huge pain in the ass to set up. But. Yeah. Plus, I mean, hell, we don't know what we're doing. It's just straight audio and we're just making it up. With video, <laughs> we're making it up too. I don't even know how long we can keep these fires burning for lights. Um, you said something about electricity. I'm like, man, that's the devil's like energy. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, so this is where we are. Yeah. And uh, we have uh, for background... Um, what are we watching here in the background? Uh, Machine Girl. Machine Girl. A 2008 film. Yeah, something with, uh, it's a Japanese, I guess. Um, and, uh, the movie poster had a Japanese girl in a schoolgirl outfit with a big, huge, like, machine gun for an arm. I'm like, what the hell? That sounds kind of awesome. Yeah. Plus, we're not really paying attention to it anyway, because we're going to be talking about what? Uh, just stumbling across some more hypothetical questions. You know I love my hypotheticals. I think some of our uh, some of our best energy episodes have come from just asking stupid hypotheticals. And uh, these aren't as bad as a lot of the ones I've asked. Uh, believe it or not, neither of them are sexual. Well, that's good. Yet. So we're not going to be talking about any sex robots. I we're, promised we're... I wouldn't for the rest of season two. Okay, good. Good. Otherwise, I would have uh, I would have saved that news headline that I sent you. Which one? Uh, the one about the guy who like bought a baby doll. Oh no, God, yeah. no! Just stop. To say that he had stop, a child. Stop! I said stop. <laughs> what the fuck? What part of stop? Did you, did, what'd you hear? What'd you hear now when I said stop? I mean, you said never, but I heard now. <laughs> Jeez, where? <laughs> you you brought this up. I uh... no, I just asked, and you were like this thing. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, we're no. good now. We can keep moving. We we can move on. We can move on. You're like, no, no, no. Train stopped. We gotta. No, I'm gonna ask you a hypothetical. That I accidentally deleted. Um, I'm going to ask you a hypothetical about a movie that I don't think either of us have seen. Uh, me because I'm too busy and you because you weren't interested in it. Akomi here. That sounded a lot worse out loud than it did in my head. Um, the movie Yesterday, about that guy who wakes up in a world where the Beatles weren't born or never existed. And uh, he takes all their music, claims it as his own, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. So let's say that you were a struggling musician, much like this man. If it were your choice, what world would you wake up in where, uh, I guess I should say, you woke up in a world where a musician didn't exist, what musician would you choose to have never existed so that you could take his music and take credit for it? I don't think I can do that. Really? Because I can't play an instrument, and I can't sing. Well, let's say that you could. Which one, play an instrument or sing? Either. I mean, you're you're replacing a musician, so I mean, you could just be a straight-up singer, or you could... Like, do kind of a Tom Waits thing or whatever. Your 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 choice. I could probably do a, like a really later years Bob Dylan. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
But I don't think the music will really go over there well, you know, as a black guy talking about like social <laughs> injustice, you know, for minorities. But like, really? This guy again? Uh, okay. Like, we haven't heard that from you people before. Uh, <laughs> you could change the world, though, man. I could. Yeah. So, okay, I got a problem with the movie yesterday anyway. Which aspect of it? Uh, everything. One. <laughs> well, I know you don't like the Beatles that much. No, but... <laughs> it's not even that. It's, he looks in a world without the Beatles. And he's like, oh, the Beatles music. So I'm going to pretend like I did everything. You're you're really just being a plagiarist, pretty much. Yeah. But but the whole movie about this guy being a plagiarist and how he gets all his famous. Like I mean, so imagine you take the the Beatles catalog and as successful as the Beatles are, so the only thing you've done is you're now living in a world without the Beatles. Yeah. Which means that if you introduce the Beatles music, it's still going to be successful because it's the Beatles. Right. So the only thing you're doing is stealing all their fame. You know, all their all their prestige, everything, because you're claiming this music as your own. So you're just a you're just a plagiarist thief. Yeah. So if you were a plagiarist thief, <laughs> and, like, and, and this is supposed to be a good a good story. I mean, like look what look all the great things you did for us in this world by being a plagiarist thief. Um, <laughs> and again, I haven't seen the movie. There may be a little bit more to it than that, but I know that that's the whole concept. I was like, these guys don't have the Beatles. I can't write a song for shit. So. I'll just say I wrote these songs and then I'll play them and people will be like, wow, you wrote that? I certainly did. Excuse me. <laughs> I made this. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm I'm sure a lesson is learned by the end of the film. I don't know. Like I said, I'm pretty interested in seeing it. I just haven't had time. And, you know, if I'm going to have time to watch a movie, I want to watch, you know, something different than that. Like Yojimbo. Yeah, like Yojimbo or some other Kurosawa film. Or Machine Girl. Yeah, I would totally watch Machine Girl. Yeah, so. She's a cutie. Uh, she needs to wipe that blood off her face. Well, I mean, I wasn't talking about the blood, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I've, I've thought about this for a while and I honestly don't know what musician I would want to, uh, plagiarize off of. Well, I guess here's my, here's my, my problem is there's musicians like, like, so, you know, I love David Bowie, right? I would rather live in a world with David Bowie's music than in a world where I pretend to be David Bowie. <laughs> I mean, that's just... I'm not saying that this is a good scenario to be in. Well, I'm just like, like, okay, for, say, for example, because i was been listening to something lately, talking about Jimi Hendrix and all that. What, first off, even if I could play guitar, there's no way I could convince people that was Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> I mean, he could sing okay, but he could play guitar like a... I don't know what, you know? So... Um, pretty amazing. Yeah, like he had the pick of destiny, you know? <laughs> uh, so there's no way I, I could do that. So what, what would I what would I do? I... I guess I could like be a like a rapper and just steal somebody else's lyrics. Okay. Nah. I mean but like the rappers I really liked I think are, are kinda great. I, again I'd rather live in a world with them. So I'd have to so I guess in this case I'd have to pick someone who is really popular whose music I can't stand. <laughs> That's the only way. So that way I could be like, Yeah, let's like therein lies the rub because now I'm playing music from someone that I don't like. Imagine imagine if you became popular right like you live in the world there where there was no vanilla ice and I totally plagiarized vanilla ice that's a good one but you would have to sing ice ice baby and like the ninja rap like all the time all the time i see this as an absolute win okay i, I couldn't i'll tell you who i would pick barbara streisand hell yeah no smash mouth Okay, that's not bad. Then you only have to know three songs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's not bad. Uh, you can just play All Star 
every Star. day for like forever. And you know what? My fans would be happier with me as Smash Mouth because I know that when I do a concert, all they want to hear is All Star for like an hour straight anyway. Right. So, I mean. <laughs> and you could do that that, um, that cover of, uh, uh, what's the song you do in Shrek? I'm a Believer? Yeah. That is a really good cover. Is that the, the Monkees? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was the Monkees. Yeah, they didn't play the wrong instruments. <laughs> uh, sorry, it's another Simpsons reference. Uh, but so, who would I want to? Okay, so maybe maybe I could pick someone who who wasn't maybe wasn't isn't like really great. Who I just feel like so so about. Maybe, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Hmm. You could do Jump Five. They're nobody's favorite band. I could do them. They're not bad. No, I've never heard anybody say Jump Five is bad, but I've never heard anybody say that they're their favorites. But the only problem with that, the only problem I have with that, is I don't know who the fuck they are. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to convince people you're them. You're just bringing their music into the world. No, I don't know their music. I don't know who the <laughs> fuck they are. <laughs> it sounds great, but I have no idea who they are. We're like, here, buy them Jump Five. Um, uh. Mac Daddy make you jump, jump. Not, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> might as well jump. No, I, I don't know. I, I'm done. Uh, I might as well say I'm the Spice Girls. I mean, he just, hey, um, you could do, you could do Spice Girls. I could do Spice Guy. I mean, oh, I, could, I could do the Spice Girls, <laughs> but uh, you could just call yourself Spice. Spice. You can now, release see, the if hit I do, song Spice Spice Baby. If I was going to do that, I would change my name to Spicy. Ah, yes. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick by my guns and uh, say Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. Okay, so the problem you have with Smash Mouth is you do have to find a band. Smash Mouth is more than just the lead singer Smash Mouth. Well, yeah. He's like, you know. But I mean, I would be the guy who like wrote and sang the song, so you know, the band would come to me. Now, I guess the other question is, did he, did he write this song? I don't know. Because if he didn't, then you're screwed. No. I mean, it's just because Smash Mouth didn't exist so <laughs> right but the guy that wrote the song though oh, eventually it would have existed shit, if yeah. the other guy's just the lead singer there's that yeah right, so sure and, and not like i'm trying to tear apart your dream dad just want to make no, sure no, your, your dream can be can, I mean, can be really envisioned it's just a super far-fetched hypothetical that has no way of possibly happening so let's bog it down with realism shall we oh it's great who wrote All Star? Why don't you just look up the song All Star and on Wikipedia just go to the bottom row? Okay, sussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, who, who, who? Greg Camp. Mm. He was not the lead singer, I don't think. God, I don't, I don't know, man. This is hard, dude. It was. It was written by Greg Camp, produced by Eric Valentine, and I don't know who the members of Smash Mouth are. Nobody knows who the members of Smash Mouth are. <laughs> exactly! That's my point! <laughs> they, they, they have gone through great pains to make sure that nobody knows who they are in real life. <laughs> uh, the band was formed in 1994 and was originally composed of Steve Harwell, lead vocals, Kevin Coleman on drums, Greg Camp on guitar... And Paul Delisle on bass. So, and who wrote it? You know, who Camp wrote it? Uh, I think Greg Camp wrote it. Hold on. So Let's go back. 
Uh, yeah, Greg Camp wrote it. So, I mean, I would just need to find a competent guitarist. Well, he's the guitarist. Yeah. So you just have to find a competent singer then. Well, I'm a competent singer. But the singers get, I mean, the guitarist got no love. But if, hey, yeah, if, but he, still, if he still exists when he wrote the song. Yeah, but the band never existed. Smash Mouth never existed. So Steve Harwell or Greg Camp never existed. But. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm done. I'm done. If you're going to do that shit. And, and, wow. See, that's what happens when you put like a camera in front of people and they just start acting all up like, look at me. Um, you know I dab. I have. I did not know you dab. You know I dab. I did not know you dab. I've never seen you dab. You've but seen if me I, dab. If I had known you dabbed, I would never have agreed to do any kind of collaboration with you at all. You know I dab. Come on. Uh, I just don't floss. This guy just said he was uh, something about the Hanzo Hattori clan. Oh. Creative. I'm so yes. glad they came up with that one. Oh. Okay, let's let's invert this. God, I um, can't, I, I'm sorry, I really can't think of like who like, you wouldn't want to just be like Stone Temple Pilots. No, no, God, no, not at all. Well, I mean, you don't have to do the drugs and stuff. You can come up with everything. You're still you. You're just plagiarizing their work right, in a world but, where they never existed, which means no members of the band were ever born. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Because I, I think I think part of it is it's it's like okay so the the Beatles, the Beatles were a look when they first came out yeah but then after that they were just the Beatles, right but after that you have a lot of people in like the look the energy of the band was associated with the music. Yeah. So for example, so it's it's not that just that the Rolling Stones make good music. But the Rolling Stones have this image, you know, there's this, this visual, this energy that comes along with that. Right. And that's why sometimes when you replace, so for example, you mentioned Stone Temple Pilots. They have, a, they have a new singer out, and yeah. I've heard a couple of their songs. The guy's got a great voice. He does. Sounds really good. I'm not interested in them. Well, and I agree. I haven't uh, sought out their new album or anything. But but on the, on the opposite end of that, though, Allison Chains has a new lead singer, right? They've released a couple albums. And I like their new stuff. It's hmm. different from their old stuff. And the guy's got a great voice, but I, I like it. So, it, but it's again, it's more of the energy that goes along with that performance and with those songs. I couldn't just get up there and just fake a Scott Weiland. You yeah, know? but nobody knows because there's never been a Scott Weiland in this hypothetical. Right, but I'm saying the energy though. I would not be able to bring that kind of energy because I'm not him. Well, I mean, think, that's fair. Think, think about, think about. Like as you know, we both like read the uh, the uh, biography. So think about that and how the those songs, um, the lyrics were shaped by you know the events of your life. Yeah. And then when you sing them, though, there is there's an emotional component that you add to that that you and I don't have. Right. Which means that we can't sing. Oh God, man. <laughs> um, that we can't. We can't put that into that song so the song may then fall flat just like I me mean, so think about like covers right with all the the covers and things of songs sometimes you hear somebody do a cover song and you love it so much more than the original because mm-hmm. they add something else to it yeah you know? um so i that's what yeah, that's I mean, what you, i'm thinking of like you would be basically becoming a glorified cover artist right um, but i'm saying i may not be doing it'd be like a, a weezer um uh when cheryl crow did a cover of uh was a sweet child of mine i like cheryl crow that's horrible. That that's that, that that is horrible. Like oh god. As opposed I don't, to I don't think like, I've ever heard that cover. Uh, well, I'll have to play it for you um, <laughs> because it's horrible. Um, 
as opposed to something like like the uh, I don't like Landslide um, by Fleetwood Mac, but I love Landslide by the uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Mm-hmm. You know, so that is a really good cover too. Right, I like the Dixie Chicks cover of that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I just never, never listened to the, to them. And I uh. saw my reflection. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so um, I realized I grew up in a redneck town, man. All right, so um, yeah, I don't know. That really is a tough one for me. It really is tough. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I didn't, of bands I didn't and, think this would be such a brick wall for you, man. It is, dude. Well, you, again, I can't sing. You're saying that I can sing. Yeah, I'm just like imagine. All the people, all the people in the world today. <laughs> hmm. Maybe I have found my guy. Shatner. See, I can't because that means that everything Shatner did would be gone too. So it wouldn't just be singing his songs. It means there's no Star Trek. There's no T.J. Hooker. But then you could be the guy to do his amazing cover of Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, but there's no Star Trek, and there's I could live no T.J. That. I could cover Bohemian Rhapsody Shatner style. You could do that now, though. I could. But then, I mean, it pales okay. in comparison to the real deal. All right, I know who it is. Okay. I would pick Weird Al Yankovic. Hmm. I thought about I thought about answering with his... <laughs> really? I thought that was going to piss you off. Shit. I don't want to be Weird Al. I was just doing that just to get into your skin. Oh, man. God, I, dang it. It's a hypothetical, man. I can't get that upset about things. <laughs> Um, Crush Forty. I wouldn't mind taking Crush Forty's place. Who yeah, was Crush Forty? Crush Forty is this Japanese band who did all the music for the Sonic the Hedgehog games after Sonic Adventure. They do really good stuff. Like even the people who hate Sonic admit that like the games have good soundtracks because Crush Crush Forty does really really good stuff. So I could I could see doing that. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm at a loss, dude. I really am. And I, I know I shouldn't be, but I really cannot think of anybody. Um, Let, let's twist this around and invert it to a writer. A writer? Like, yeah. Like you a wake up writer? in a world where a certain writer has never existed, and you can plagiarize all of his work if you so choose. Hell no. <laughs> no I want to do my own stuff. Huh? You could do your own version of certain stuff. No, I want to do my own stuff. <laughs> no, I wouldn't want to do that. No, I, God, no. I, God, oh, oh. Because the thing is, the only way I could do that would be, be someone that I really like, be like me plagiarizing like Ray Bradbury. Like, no. Hmm. Um, like, I don't, want to, I don't want to do that. And then if I, I can't plagiarize someone that I don't like because I don't know their work well enough, be like, oh. I think you know iPhones work pretty well. You said a writer. Yeah, he's come up with some characters, though. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, the characters that you really like? Like Cable? Mm, that, and Deadpool? That wasn't his character. That wasn't his character. <laughs> it was. No. No. <laughs> he didn't come up with their uh, their personalities or, or anything about... Like, isn't, that, isn't that what the character is, though? It's more than just a costume? Yeah. <laughs> so... No. Just, just saying, he's, he's credited at all the cons as the creator of these things. Besides, I like being able to open up doors and catch up bottles. Does that have to do with Liefeld? Oh, I assume that he didn't have thumbs. That's why he threw so <laughs> shittily. <laughs> uh, maybe I was wrong. I don't know. 
I think it takes a great degree of planning to never draw a foot in 24 pages. I mean, I just, I assume because he never draws fingers that he didn't have any. <laughs> and after seeing the way he draws a dick, I assume he didn't have one of those either. No, I, I don't know. He drew a magnum dong, thank you very much. Oh my god, that thing looked like a goddamn sea urchin. Things snaked uh, around and filled up an entire court mason jar, come on. Oh god, uh, I don't even know what I'm thinking about that. <laughs> Okay, your hypothetical is is not working for me. I'm sorry. I can't. I well, can't. I can't get it to work. I, uh, thanks. Well, I was, I, I was I'm really, so glad you yes anded me with this uh, with this improv moment here. So. Well, okay. I was trying to think of like, what if I could find someone that's just middle of the road, yeah. never fantastic, never awful, but they 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 have like a nice steady career. Yeah, that's what I did with Smash Mouth. Uh, but they're not really middle of the road. They just happen to like a like a one hit wonder that did a song that for whatever reason has. People just always like go back to like, oh, we need a song for this commercial. Uh, what about All Star? These, oh, these the guys hell? never have to work again. They came up with All Star. They've got Shrek. They've got Rat Race, and they've got whatever other forty-two movies that it appeared in. Yeah, it's brilliant. If Smash Mouth never writes another song, they're still set for life. Hey, they've never written another song. <laughs> they, they have three. <laughs> right, but I'm saying what Astro Lounge came out what like twenty years ago. Think so, yeah. If it wasn't for our work at the music store when it came out, I wouldn't even know <laughs> what the name of the CD was. Okay, well, let's talk about something that I feel like you do have an answer for, and it's something you're a little more passionate about. Um, All right, well, hold on. Do we need? Is it break time? Um, I think it's break time. It's it's about break time. Yeah, yeah. I need a break anyway. <laughs> so it's break time. We'll be back, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, this is Turk182, and I've been asked by Kaz Media to tell you about the new book they have coming out by Devereaux Barker. Devereaux Barker had his first novel, Riot in Sector 27B, an almost true story of my life growing up in the Tarrington Projects, published at age 17. Riot in Sector 27B tells Devereaux's real-life story from the age of 12 to 15, but is set 73 years in the future. He won the Epoch Award for Best New Science Fiction Writer in 2017, and now he's back with his second book, Electric Life Eternal, a fictional tale set in a world that comes dangerously close to being our own. In it, Enforcement prosecutor Torrent Tory Jenkins' new case is one he can't close and he can't give away either. Camilla Isaac, a 33-year-old warehouse account manager from Ohio, has been arrested for a series of gruesome murders where the victims were skinned alive and electrocuted. Seven women and 11 men butchered in the name of God Genos. The evidence linking Camilla to the murders is irrefutable, but Tory knows something about Camilla that no one else at the department does. He knows the origin and secret truth are the two metallic-looking tattoos on the insides of each of her wrists. Tattoos just like the ones he has. Symbols of the members of the Electric Life Eternal cult. The Electric Life Eternal believe the human body is a hollow vessel, and eternal life lies in the digital realm. With their minds and bodies wired to microdrives, the members of the ELE can transfer their consciousness to one another. In order to save Camilla's life and find the real killer, Tori has to expose a seemingly benign cult and show the world who they really are. But to do so means he has to expose himself and his past. Electric Life Eternal, the new book by Devereaux Barker, published by Kaz Media. Um, okay. Are we back? Yep, we're back. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. It's it's me. I'm still here. Huh. So, uh, so Turk, you, uh, you can't think of anybody you'd want to plagiarize off of. Nope. Just too good for that kind of thing. I think that I, think that I am. I am too good for that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm not. I'm a shameless thief. Yeah. Alright, so, so, what do you have for me? So, I was thinking about, uh, after they shot Psycho, the girl, uh, 
Like, she never took a shower again after that, because being in that movie freaked her out so much. And was the, it uh, Janet Leigh? Uh, I think so. It's Isn't that been... the Jamie Lee Curtis's mom? Maybe. I, I don't know. I believe it is. You're probably right. I, I don't know movie trivia quite like you do. But uh, I remember reading that uh, after Psycho came out, there were a lot of people who were scared to take showers after that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um... Oh, they use that as an excuse. Oh, I saw Psycho Boss. That's why I'm not taking a shower. <laughs> Bob, you reeked for like three weeks before the movie came out. <laughs> but uh, what are some movies that have changed your day-to-day life in in that way? Like, there are people who like won't take a shower anymore because of Psycho. Is there anything like that with you that, like, um, you know, you won't do A, B, and C without... Uh, yeah, because of, like, a movie that's, like, something, oh, I never thought of it that way, Yeah, you know? uh, I, I never thought that somebody could walk into my bathroom with a knife while the shower curtain's up or whatever. Right. Um... Yeah, what was, uh, what was that, that Jordan Peele movie? Um... Get Out? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Because <laughs> it's going to be something about you not dating white chicks. Or yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I saw that movie. Because, you know, like, I saw it and I saw, like, the was there Allison Williams whatever. I was like, she's really cute. And, you know, she's cute. And, uh, and then get to the end, I'm like, <laughs> yep. Uh, not dating white girls anymore. Just, uh, uh yeah. So that's it, huh? Uh, I knew this was going to be a short episode. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think. What else? What else do I do? I not do anymore because of because uh, I saw in a movie. Um, hmm. I'm not. I'm really not quite sure. Uh, it's not a movie, but um, you know those books, scary stories to tell in the dark. Mm-hmm. There was one story in those. Um, about this maniac with a knife who was hiding in a girl's back seat. And, uh, like, the way the story goes, it doesn't really matter that much just, like, to say what I came, took away from that story. But the way the story goes is that she's driving home, and this car is following her really close, and it would keep, like, turning on its high beams. And then it would turn them off after a couple of seconds, and she started getting really freaked out. I know that story. You do? Okay. The, 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 the person that was following her, she thought the person that was kept doing that, and everywhere she turned, they would follow her. Yeah. And she's getting all freaked out, and he finally like like um like uh, eludes them, and they were trying to warn her about the person in the backseat that kills yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that every time she would turn the high beams, they would turn the high beams on. The person would like, take take their hand back down and not knife her. So like, I that, just gotta say though. And even though that, that story seems really scary, it's really stupid because, <laughs> like, okay, I'm driving the car, I'm going, cause she's going down the highway, mm-hmm. going down the highway, so I'm doing at least 60. This is how I drive. It's just <laughs> weaving back and forth in the lane. Yeah, I'm I've, not I've drunk, it's just how I drive. <laughs> it's terrifying. Uh, 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 so, uh, it's even worse when I have, like, a really good song on there. That's why I don't sit listen to Speed Melody. I'm like, <laughs> it's like bumper cars. In the- <laughs> Don't give me a three lane road. I'm just like, ah. <laughs> and for something like a really good beat, I'm just constantly like hitting a brake. Just, <laughs> but, uh, but okay. So I'm going to like go, go on the highway. I'm doing like 60 and the guy's like, die, 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 die. And now we're both going to die because <laughs> who's going to drive the car? <laughs> murder suicides happen, man. Well, you can <laughs> Well, why me? Isn't Murder Suicide supposed to be like someone that you don't like or know? Or, Maybe I mean, he doesn't like you. You don't know. You don't know him. You don't know anything about him. Okay, I, you know what? If you're gonna kill me because of something I did, at least at least let me know. Be I mean that should that should be the thing. Like I'm gonna kill you, but like oh by the way, 
Remember that time you did this to me, right? Maybe this is a, why I'm going to kill you. Maybe like, he's oh. a listener to the podcast and he's just had it with your bullshit, you know? I mean, you don't know. Wow. So I do have one right now. It's just, I'm never doing podcasts again. That's how. My girl in podcast, so it's yeah, going to be on the list. There we go. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like, I, I was like, what, eight when I heard that story. It freaked me out as a kid. And I agree. I mean, it, you know, none of the stories in that book are like super scary. But, I mean, nowadays, I do not get in my car without doing, like, a check of the back seat. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I always, like, look back there every time I get in my car. Uh, I never check my back seat. Well, I can see into the back seat anyway. Um, so, I well, I think I told you that, um, like, recently I was listening to um, this podcast on the DC Sniper. You mm-hmm. remember telling me about that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I remember, you know, when that whole thing was going on, and it... When the when the DC sniper thing was going on, I remember uh, like hearing about it, and there were certain aspects I guess I just wasn't really privy to because I wasn't following that closely. Um, and listening to this podcast talk about the events and what they and what happened, you know. And I watched a movie called like what was it like Blue Sedan or something, and it was you know it was about that as well. Um, it was you know these people were driving down the street and and they were getting shot in their cars. Well, it turns out a lot of people were not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like this one girl was, uh, uh, or woman was sitting on a bench waiting on a bus and got shot. Guy was leaving like Home Depot uh, or Lowe's. And as he was walking, he got shot. Uh, and of course, because of the, the rifle they were using, um, it, uh, I mean, they you know, there was really no saving some of these people. It was oh, just yeah. it. Yeah. One kid was leaving school, like a young kid was leaving school and he was shot. Um, so hearing that, I was like, I was like, wow. So because uh, I work and I work late, and most of the time when I'm leaving work, I'm there's pretty much nobody else there. Right. And where I work, uh, I think I told this already. You know, it's kind of um, there's like some taller buildings around, and it's just the the area is kind of like on the hill, so it kind of dips down some. Mm-hmm. As I was leaving, um, and I looked, and there's like here's a taller building over here, here's a taller place over here, here's this thing over here, and I was like, wow. This is kind of fucking scary, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, um, and it was it didn't it didn't like freak me out, but I was because I was I was like, wow, this is um, th- this this is this is a little frightening because you just you don't know, but right. at the same time though, even if there was someone there, I wouldn't be able to see them. I could be looking around all day, I wouldn't be able to see them. So I was yeah, like, I guess yeah. there's you know, I guess there's really nothing to do about that. But it it did kind of give me a little bit of a of pause. And and because it was at night, it kind of made it a little more like frightening. Mm-hmm. But most of these events uh, with the sniper happened during the day too, as well. So again, it it doesn't really that doesn't change any aspect of right, it. But right. it did kind of like give me a, like a, a second of pause, and be like whoa, hmm, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't do that. Um, huh. I remember uh, Stax was telling me, um, was this? Yeah, Stax was telling me a story. Uh, was it him? No, somebody else. Because uh, anyway, they were telling me a story about uh, I think uh, someone that uh, they got bit by like a black widow or something, and it was like in the sheets of their bed, and so when they slid in, they climbed into the bed, and you know, it's like, oh hey, and then they got bit or whatever. I'm like, oh, that's not no, it was it was a it was a uh, brown recluse. God damn. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, but again, 
I'm not going to like, you don't see me like lifting my covers up every night or like before I get in the bed going, chum, 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 chum. <laughs> like, uh, like rolling around like, like a rolling pin and I just, I'm just going <laughs> to flatten everything out before I get into God, bed. I, I never thought about that. Now I will say after I saw arachnophobia, um, there's, there's that one scene where, um, she like reaches over to turn off the lamp and the spider comes down and bites her. So I, I always think about that when I turn off a lamp. I don't like do any checking for a spider, but. Do you, not, do you not see arachnophobia? No, I did. I you saw did? it a okay. long, long time ago. It's not a good movie. Um, it's, it's not even a good, like, scary movie because, you know, the whole thing is, you know, oh, you've got these spiders, but it's like, okay, but then, you know, you bring in, like, the exterminator and he's able to kill him. Wasn't that, uh... That was John Goodman. Okay, I was... He was fucking hilarious in that movie, too. Was Jeff Daniels the, the homeowner? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's an entertaining movie. It's just, uh... The only thing I remember about it was that uh, when uh, when I went and saw it, uh, I was dating a girl at the time, and uh, well, I was with a girl at the time. <laughs> it turns out she was a spider in disguise the whole time. She, yes, she was. <laughs> um, but uh, um, when we were in the theater, uh, I kept like like doing like this to her, and she kept flipping <laughs> out and screaming. Um, and so that was uh, that was kind of funny. That's really the only thing I remember about that movie. That and I think the final battle happens in a barn. Yeah, um, that was it. Well, um, no, no, no. Um, Doesn't happen in a barn. That's where the main nest is, mm-hmm. and they kill all of them, including the queen, in the barn. That's where John Goodman comes in. Then, like, they're burning the house down, and he's in the basement, and the big daddy spider fights him in the basement because mm. he's got like the hairspray and the lighter. Okay. Because, yeah, that scene was really fucked up because it, like, jumps out of the ducks and lands on his shirt and he's, like, trying to hold his shirt away so it doesn't bite him. Yeah, that was that was kind of intense. Hmm. I don't really remember that. Well, it's worth so. rewatching. Yeah. It's worth rewatching just for John Goodman. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's something I do often think about, but uh, it's not like I ever refuse to turn off a lamp or something because I'm afraid of a spider. I just yeah. always imagine a spider coming and, and biting me, so... Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, you know, um, as you do. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I would say has affected my thinking and, like, my approach to things that I haven't actually needed to act on yet. And we've talked about that when we're watching scary movies where it's like, you know, why in the name of God would you not leave at this point? Right. And so I like to think that if I were in a bad situation, that I would leave under certain circumstances. And then I'd say at that point, it's safe to say, that, you know, there's movies that have, you know affected my thinking with that hmm um oh okay I, I do have one for you okay um can you see it all the time we you know we've seen it dozens of times in movies where the person's at home or they're in a hotel room or something there's a knock at the door they look through the peephole and then someone shoots them through the peephole yeah so when there is a knock at the door if i'm in my well if i'm at my house or i'm in a hotel whatever i always wave my hand in front of the peephole first uh. um before i look through it Cool. That's something I do. All right. I mean, there we go. I'd rather lose a finger than lose, you know, yeah. the dome. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. yeah, I'm trying trying to remember the last movie that I saw where it was like, you know, why in the fuck would you not just leave? And I think it was probably um, House of a Thousand Corpses, mm-hmm. where, like, he comes and sits down at the dinner table with, like, this, like, fucking pickle jar with a fetus in it or whatever it was. Was it something like that? There was, there was something freaky that happened. At I saw, I saw that movie so long ago. I just, I like that movie. Now, Rain Wilson's in it, right? 
Yeah. Uh, Dwight. And he gets killed, doesn't he? Yeah. Okay, I gotta watch so, that again. Yeah, you should watch it just because of that. Um, but yeah, no, like, he just, he sits down with something freaky, some disembodied human part in a jar, and it's like, there's no fucking way in hell that I would stay for dinner in that situation. Be like, you know what, thank you, I realize it's raining, but I really should go. Eddie. Now that's a tender subject. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> So, um, yeah, man, I can't, um, I'm trying to think of, of anything else that, well, um, I, I will say this, uh, after, after hearing that story about the, um, about the furry convention where they were attacked by the, uh, like the alt-right. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. That, that was, that kind of gave me a little bit of pause. I don't know what I could do about it, but the thing that was, um, uh, that was kind of scary about that was. Um, what they had done, which I don't even know if I want to talk about what they had done, but anyway, it was fucked up. Yeah, your your normal like response in an emergency, especially in a situation like that, is you don't take the elevator, you take the stairs. Right. Um, but what they had done actually compromised the stairs, but people didn't know it, mm-hmm. and and so you actually instead of getting away from the danger, you actually ran into the danger, and it's like, well, damn it, that just makes it kind of like, what do I do now then? It's like. Mm-hmm. And they, and of course in that situation they didn't know what the danger was, they just knew that there was danger. And of course you know right, first right. thing events like don't take the elevator. I'm like oh well shit. In this case the elevator is the thing to take. So right. that's kind of make me wonder now in the event of that. But like do I want to take the elevator? Or take the stairs? And same thing when um when we were at that hotel um GalaxyCon. Oh god, that. where we couldn't um. Like there were like there were no stairs to take, and the elevators were all booked. I'm like, in the event of emergency, I guess we're just gonna die. Is right, that what's yeah. gonna happen here? Because the elevator situation was all effed up. That was just yeah, ugh. yeah, that was bad. And even taking the stairs was was bad too. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm saying taking the stairs like you we had to go down and go through here and then go through here. I'm like, we can't go through there. I'm like, like, no, loop. that's the way to go. I'm like what? I had to like loop through the kitchen. Yeah, like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> and go past like the uh, like the the. Uh, Office managers, like, and HR, like, we're like, wait, how is... We passed, like, three different signs that said employees only. Yeah, I mean, and what we had to go in through was employees only. Mm -hmm. Imagine if you were, I don't know, at, like, the the White House, and, like, the escape, like, the in case of emergency, the only way you could escape was to go through the Oval Office. Like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Why would I even think? Yeah. So in order to get out, the stairwell, you have to go through the Lincoln bedroom. Like, why Why would I do that? You don't have any other place for me to go? I wouldn't think to go there. And people looking at you like, what? And you're like, why would you just go there? Obviously, that's where you would get out. Like, no. It's like, since when did escape turn into a game of mousetrap? I got to, like, <laughs> climb this thing here and get in the bathtub and slide down here. Oh. So, yeah. <sighs> But I, I, I'm sure off camera, you know, if you had mentioned it to me before, I probably, probably would have said, oh, this thing and, and this thing. And yeah, I don't do it because of this. Because right. that, that was kind of a, kind of, uh, scary. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, the only thing I think of is just the, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, what? The eye hole and the, the people, uh, people yeah. in the door and, um, and white cross. <laughs> so that's it it's good to know yeah I'm wondering if there's anything else for me that I'm not thinking of 
I prob I'd probably say that like if I bought some kind of like weird antique from somebody and they gave me a specific set of instructions, I like to think I would follow them. I probably just wouldn't do it. <laughs> Here you go. It's like, wow, I love this this this, this Jade Buddha. Oh, and by the way, it's like you've got to wash it with a Sperry Fish special soap every night. <laughs> Never look the Buddha directly in the eye. Be like, oh, like, no, no, you can just keep it. No, it's free. It's a gift. Like, no, that's okay. <laughs> no, no, that's that's okay. Um, I'm uh, I'm I'm good with just it staying here in the place. And I, I also like to think that uh, if I were in a house or something, and like they were like. Oh, yeah, it's a very quiet neighborhood, except for the murder that took place here. They never recovered the bodies. I, I like to think I wouldn't buy that house. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you, there's something else that I that I make sure I do nowadays. Is if I'm ever at a gas station and I'm asking somebody for directions, I wait like a good 30 <laughs> seconds after they give me directions before I turn around and walk away. I wouldn't go that way if I was you. And then and then when I do turn around and walk away, I like I get like 10 steps. I turn around and be like, what was that? What did you say? You say something else? <laughs> and I want to make sure I, I didn't miss anything. Typically, if I'm going to a gas station and they kick things off with, we don't care for your kind around here, then I just don't ask them for Oh, because I'm sure that happens to you a lot. Dude, I'm, I'm a bald white guy. I'm a neck tattoo away from just being, like, stoned in the streets. Because there's so many black-owned gas stations around here. <laughs> I travel <laughs> outside of this area. <laughs> more than likely, it's like, we want to see more of you around here. <laughs> oh, I, I, I got a friend that does tattoos. <laughs> tuck, <no>. tuck. <laughs> As where I go in, I'm like... Yeah, so uh, I need to go ahead and get ten dollars. We're out of gas. <laughs> oh, okay, that's cool. Uh, Can't use that. We ain't got a restroom. <laughs> like, I think you need to get going now, boy. I'm like, uh, okay, all right. Well, um, see the family reunion, mom. <laughs> you ain't invited. Like, oh, geez, whatever. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think uh, I think that's probably about it. Okay, yeah. Are we at for time? I don't know. You're the timekeeper. Yeah, we're doing okay for time. Yeah. So, okay. Well, that was that was pretty much it. I thought I had other uh, other hypotheticals, but I think that's the big ones, actually. By the way, this movie is garbage. This has been a really bad movie. Yeah, I mean, it's it started out as being good, but I don't understand, like, the, the overwhelming amount of gore, and it's not even, like, it's not, not to say there's good gore, but it's not entertaining. It's just, it's so... Stupid. Unnecessary. Yeah, it's and gratuitous. Thank you. It's quite gratuitous. It's gratuitous. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I kind of winced, which the camera can see it. I kind of winced when uh, they dipped her hand in batter and deep fried her hand. But apparently, but, it got better. I mean, it's apparently better. There's not even any burn marks on it now, so it's like, okay, what the hell ever. Not to mention that it was a very shallow walk, but it went all the way up to her elbow. Up to her elbow, yeah. I'm like, uh. <laughs> and then the batter only went up to like her wrist, right. but then she had <laughs> so stupid. Uh, and, the, and and it was it was just in and just the hot oil, but then <laughs> you saw in the batter she had like shrimp and stuff. And right. Like, I'm, uh, um, uh, I'm kind of done with this movie, to be honest. I've, I've kind of learned not to let my gut reaction uh, affect movies. Because, like, I saw this and I thought, oh, this would be a fun movie. 
it's not going to be a good movie, but it'll be a fun movie, and it hasn't been a fun movie. No, it hasn't. And, you know, we were, uh, I just finished editing that one uh, Let's Watch, and at the end of it, we found Vicious Lips, and I was like, that sounds amazing! How could it possibly only have a 3% on Rotten Tomatoes? we got to do a Let's Watch of that, so, you know, I don't fucking trust my gut reaction anymore. Oh, Vicious like, Lips. If I do this bad picking movies, then I probably do this bad in, like, every area of life, like, jobs and relationships, so I just, I don't trust myself anymore. Yeah. Yeah, Vicious Lips got God. I was, I waited so long to watch that movie. We did. We so had, bad. We had that in the queue for a long-ass time. Uh God. And it was like, I, I was really, I was really expecting something, but it was, uh, it wasn't good at all. Mm-hmm. So. All right, well... Anyway, yeah, so this has been fun. Yeah, it's been interesting. It has been interesting. Um, sorry I didn't have better hypotheticals for you, Turk. Sorry, I'm... Um, okay, sorry. I had I had a Titanic flashback there, and I'm like, I don't know if there's anything... To, is there a response to that? But no, there isn't, so, okay. You know, when he's like, uh, you know, I'm sorry I didn't build you a better boat. Oh, I, I, I haven't seen Titanic. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this has been interesting. And, um, and you're hypo- you, you, you wrote fine hypotheticals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was interesting. Yeah, I, I guess, like I said, when I think about certain things, like, it'd be like, if you, if I had asked you, uh, here's like a, a world where this director never existed, this writer director never existed. Yeah. Right. And you could like plagiarize their work. I'd do it. Who would you? <laughs> Tarantino. I don't. I. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that that kind of fame and those kind of accolades. Yeah, man. If I were gonna do it, I'd do Michael Bay. Really? Yeah. So I don't really have to put any thought into it. If if <laughs> like so here, here this here's me Michael Bay like writing a screenplay. Do to do to do guys. You know, it's like, hmm, I'm not sure. What to do? Explosions. Something blows up. Fast camera angles. Spin around the characters in a slow mo in a pattern that slowly like goes up to their head. Okay, and plot, 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 plot. <laughs> um, God, I'm kind of stuck here. Explosions. I mean, really, that's over the competition I'm tower. Well, no, no, please continue. I didn't want to. I didn't step on your toes there. <laughs> that's just totally all I got. I don't know the whole song. You don't know as long as as long as Mama's been no, Mom said knock you out's been out. You've never bothered learning the whole song, but you know all the words Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> so are you trying to tell me that LL Cool J is not as important in your musical life than Vanilla Ice? You know the lyrics to Ice Ice Baby. I know some of the lyrics to Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> Remember, I had to keep asking you before, like, what's next in line? What's next in line? No, that was just to save face. No, it wasn't. Um. <laughs> okay, but okay. but you don't know the words to "Mom Say Knock You Out." Not all of them, really. Really. But about the uh, you know radio. 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 Yellow Cool J Radio. Never heard it. Okay. Um. I'm the type of guy. Round the way, girl. I'm pretty sure the only Yellow Cool J song I know is "Mom Said Knock You Out," and I only know of it. Don't know it inside and out. You know all the lyrics from the white rapping guy, but not the black rapping guy. What about the Beastie Boys? 
think the only thing of theirs I know is Fight for Your Right to Party. The worst song they've ever made. Wow. Wow. And I didn't set out to learn it. It's not like Blues Traveler where I go, like, seeking out the lyrics to learn the song inside now. Sabotage? I know of Sabotage. I would recognize the song if it were playing. But Intergalactic? No. Sure Shot? No. Five Burrows? Brass Monkey? I know Brass Monkey. Okay, so... I mean, it's got like four words to it, so... Brass Monkey's got more than... <laughs> I know the chorus to Brass Monkey, okay? <laughs> Brass Monkey, that funky monkey... <laughs> that Brass Funky Monkey, that Chunky Monkey, yeah, I know that one. Okay. That chorus. Oh. Hey, ladies. No communication? Nope. Gonna go through their entire discography. I am, I am, because this is this is this is unfathomable. It's it's unfathom without fathom. I just <laughs> that, that is what unfathomable means, sir. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. All right, so yeah, we're done. We're done. You've disappointed me enough. For, how did she get her fucking arm back? Maybe it's a different chick. Maybe this movie just sucks. And if it is a different chick, then we really sound like racist assholes. Because, like, I don't know, she looks just like the other chicks in this movie. Maybe they'll have a a decent credit sequence where we can see that they're different characters. I'm not going to make it that far. I will have to say this. This girl looks like the female Asian version of Lucas Haas. Hmm. Fair enough. Look at this guy's uh, Amish beard. Yeah, I know. He looks like uh, Dwight's cousin Moe's on The Office. I have no idea who that is. Yeah, well, you're missing out. And he's trying real hard to look like a character from Virtual Fighter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Virtual Fighter was the shit. I love that Holy game. shit. That guy's teeth are jacked. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like he's got, like, shark teeth. <laughs> They're, like, all over the place. Oh, yeah. It's, she is gorgeous, by the way. It's, it's, this That guy's teeth is... This is a good movie. Uh, <clears throat> well, we should finish this movie off, but uh, hey, thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks for giving us a listen. Sorry we uh, didn't have good hypotheticals for you guys either. I'm, I'm floundering. She's crafty? Yeah. Paul Revere. I know Paul Revere. Okay. Okay. I've heard... I'll, let me admit that. I've heard Paul Revere before. Why didn't you just stop? Why didn't you just stop? <laughs> I've I mean, heard Paul Revere before. I don't know it. Well, you could have just stopped. I, would, I wouldn't ask any more questions. All of a sudden... Oh, you, so you just want me to lie to make you feel better. No, you could have just not continued on with that. All of a sudden, you, oh, she's going to give her a donut. Uh, you, you just turned into, like, the, the guy from the gas station. He goes, Paul Revere? I know Paul Revere. <laughs> That is to say, I heard it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, geez. I've heard it. I just don't know it. Oh, okay. Bye, okay. everybody. Zang. Bye. <laughs>